commitment and consistency and the wolf that is inside of you. That's what we're talking about today. Stay tuned. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Welcome to the Advanced Endurance Coaching Podcast, the show that will be starting its fifth season. Can I get a drum roll, please? (laughs) Yep, here we deal with the really important matters related to running. (gasps) What could that be? (gasps) Shoes, the newest shoes. Oh, please, yes, Heiko, talk about the newest shoes. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. GPS watches. Wow, yes. No, 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 hang on, hang on. I know, I know. The best stretching for a tight calf. No, let me guess. Let me guess. The best one. The very best water bottle to carry whilst you're running. Because all these things I just mentioned are going to make you a better, a stronger, and a smarter runner. No, they are not. That's why the show is not about that. It is fake news. <laughs> you know, that water bottle isn't going to help you. Those shoes aren't going to help you. Of course you need comfortable shoes. That's not what I'm saying. But having the newest pair of running shoes and deciding which one is not going to make that difference. It's really not. And perhaps I should be talking about those things, higher audience. No, what we're talking about is brain training for you, the runner. Brain training for you, the middle of the pack runner. You, that person who thinks and feels he has a chance to be on the podium in your age group or to improve on your personal best time. This show is exactly for you. And what does this brain training have to do with? Basically with commitment and consistency. Without commitment, without consistency, that, that's the runner's dream or nightmare, whichever way you want to look at it. And how to reach that is, of course, which which wolf do you feed? You know, there's this Native American story, the two wolves. I'm sure you've heard a different version of it. And it all starts out with this old Cherokee. And imagine he's sitting there in the desert, like he's got his beautiful feather cap thing there going on for him. He's got this bow and arrow there at his feet, his, <laughs> his pipe. And he's telling his grandson about the battle that goes on inside of people. A full moon, wolf crying far away, you know. <laughs> and he says, my son. The fight is between two wolves. One is evil. It is angry, envious, jealous, sorrowful, regretful, greedy, arrogant, self-pitying, guilty, resentful, inferior. It's dishonest. It's proud. It's superior and egotistical. Then he takes a breath. And then he says, the other is good. This wolf is joyful, peaceful, loving, hopeful, serene, humble, kind, benevolent, empathetic, generous, truthful, compassionate, and faithful. And then his grandson grandson actually thinks for a while and then asks, which wolf wins, grandfather? Who's the winner? And the old Cherokee simply replies, the one you feed. And you know what this has to do? I mean, nobody, nobody has joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humble, kind, benevolent, empathetic, generous, truthful, compassionate, and faithful. Especially not as runners. I mean, you get dejected, don't you? You feel angry sometimes. Maybe you feel a little bit of jealousy. Maybe sometimes a little bit guilty. Or you feel inferior. So those feelings are actually quite dominant. And the point of the story is that we all have a choice about how we react to situations, either in a positive or a negative way. That's to sum it up. And the more positive thinking and Behaving positively, the less negativity can affect you and the way you behave. 
And if you apply this two-wolf analogy to our running, just imagine it. You train for weeks, for months, and this is your race. The whole family is there. All friends are there. You've posted it on Facebook. You had your training times on Strava. You already got somebody gave you kudos. Somebody you don't even know so well gave you kudos. No, even better. Somebody who runs a lot further and faster than you gave you kudos. Pressure is on. You're doing the race. You've trained for it. And on the last couple of meters down the finish line, you, you're approaching it. The crowd is there. The people are cheering and you're already getting ready for that photograph that's going to be, that finisher photograph as you're crossing the line. You already see that photograph. How it's going to be displayed on your bathroom, fridge door, wherever you're going to put it. And then suddenly somebody passes you really fast. Damn fast. Suddenly somebody passes you on your left just as fast. And you feel like you're going to get run over because you can hear the steps and the breath of the next runners approaching. It's like a wave of runners that are sprinting past you. Oh my goodness. I mean, geez. Huh. Okay, you finished your race. You got your medal. And yes, you know, you try to be in good spirits. You know, I tried my best. <laughs> Trying to show to the outside, hey, it didn't really matter to me that they were faster than me, that they passed me. I mean, whew, you know. But inside, inside of you, it's bothering you. I mean, it, it bugs me, even if it's a fun run. I mean, believe it or not, this has happened with me, <laughs> being passed on the final stretch. And I'm talking about a mean pass. I'm talking about that person was really going at it. And great, he was fast. He was, well done. Well done. I can reflect on that now. But, but now the point. If you start to think negatively about your whole run, and it starts to interfere with your ability to focus on your training plan, it... it it means that you're not going to set your next goal. You're not going to sign up for the next race because the chances are, you know, maybe, you know, it's going to happen again. However, if you have a strategy in place, maybe just some deep breaths and you tell yourself positive things. Next time I'm going to do better, you know. That runner that passed me was just over eager. You know, maybe it was a club and they had some competition and they were just trying to show off to each other. That's what provoked this supernatural performance on them. That's why they came past me. You know, these new thoughts... They're going to help you to think clearly and to put the situation into perspective. And making a proactive choice, that's actually what it's doing, to feed your good wolf and to manage the way you think and act. That is self-regulation. And that self-regulation is absolutely vital to staying consistent and committed. I just, you just read on Facebook, stay committed, you know, now in winter these photographs, the guy's face is like covered with snow and his eyebrows full of snow and doing the hard work, consistency, but how the hell do you do that? <laughs> if you're feeling the wrong wolf, you're not able to self-regulate, you're not going to be able to be really consistent and committed. So the self-regulation is actually the ability to, and that's the official version, disrupt emotions and impulses in check, to keep them in check. Think before you act. <laughs> and it's one of the five elements of emotional intelligence. Some of you are like, oh, what, emotional what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you as a, as a long-time listener, you know emotional intelligence. We've had a couple of episodes on that as well. You know, it's knowing your emotions and managing, self-regulating, motivating yourself, recognizing understanding, you know, what are your needs and how to, how to, of course, manage a relationship, which could be your own run relationship. And, and there's this uh, fantastic book out there, um, uh, New Leaders. It's about the, the art of leadership. We actually, it's by um, McKee. And 
they um, they write about they keep lines of communication somebody who's who's very very good uh, who's able to see the good in other people um, they make their motivations and intentions clear and they act according with the values just imagine we do that as runners you make your motivations and your intentions very clear and you act according to your values and then they also act or work to the best of their abilities that's what this whole show is about that every run should be to the best of your abilities and that you're able to keep going when times are tough and what they found is in that in that book a book comes out of many studies and all of that that the people who can self-regulate they have the ability to calm themselves down when they get angry or upset. And they can cheer themselves up when they're down. How many times would I have loved to be able to calm myself down during a race when I'm angry, tripped, or fell, stupid, or I get upset, or I took the wrong route on a trail run. <laughs> had to do six additional kilometers. Hey, what six kilometers in a, in a 50K? You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. And then cheer yourself up when you're down. You know, this is, that means you have flexibility during your run, during your run training, even with your team uh, that you're run, maybe running with, where you have a strategy in place. And this will maybe also lead you to be able to take charge when a situation is necessary, when somebody is injured, when one of your runners is lagging behind, when you've missed a checkpoint, when you've taken the wrong way. So this whole emotional intelligence, it's a skill because it gives you the awareness of your own emotions. And it is so vital because that reaction to a situation and how you're going to decide then to react, that's what's going to make the difference whether are you going to let people zoom past you and watch them go there or maybe are you going to be paying attention to the final stretch? Who's behind me? But that last corner, let me not focus on me. Let me focus what's going on behind me. So that I'm not getting past, so that I can get that. And it's not about beating the other. It's about getting the best out of yourself, about crossing that finish line at that high speed. Because you can, you know you could, but you didn't. You went over in that slow jog, didn't you? Uh, uh, I just made it. Okay, fine. <laughs> so when you know how to manage your emotions and your impulses, that's when you function at your best. It's social consciousness. And this prevents you from behaving in a way that you know, might end up dropping a couple of positions and not getting that time you want because, you know, it's short-term short -term benefit isn't, <laughs> isn't seen there. And it allows you to the delay of gratification and it, and it suppresses your impulse to think ahead of the consequences. You know, if I'm going to slow down for a walk now, I mean, you know, what's that going to mean for the motivation for the next one? So you're going to be able to bounce back from negative feedback. You're not going to be in self-pity and then your next run is going to be less productive and you're not going to set a goal anymore. Now, self-regulating skills. If that is something where you say, this sounds interesting, it's very easy. Step one, lead yourself, manage yourself with integrity. Don't sucker, con, trick, lie to yourself. Treat yourself with integrity. Take your running with a, with a seriousness. Then be open to change. That's such an important one. You know, if, if it's your, your daily life, your career, or being, being head of a family or whatever, you, know, you need to be open to change because things around you change. And there's you know, the transactional model of stress, or, uh, SWOT analysis, a risk analysis. Do that on your own running, on your own situation. 
Then identify your triggers. This is the easy one. I don't like being passed. That's a trigger. Bam. <laughs> it comes out like this. It's a weakness, and I'm going to be affected in a negative way about it. So what are your triggers? Let's not talk about me here. Let's talk about your triggers. I prefer that. <laughs> and if you've identified them, what is your go-to reaction on that trigger? And change it. How? Point four. Self-discipline. We need that as running. We need to develop that self-discipline by working on our persistence. You know, just the moment, I'm going to work hard. <laughs> you, know, you need to actually do it. That's when the discipline comes through. Number five, you need to reframe those negative thoughts. Just remember the story about the wolves, you know. Not good enough. Are you feeding that wolf all good enough? And it didn't work now, but I am actually good enough. <laughs> and I can do this because I've done it before. Is much more motivating than, oh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and of course, then number six, keeping calm under pressure. You know, that's in the face of any adversity. You need to keep cool. If you're on a trail run and you know you still got halfway ahead of you and you're already struggling, keep calm under pressure. There are many relaxation techniques that we've spoken about in the last four seasons. Just go back and search for some of them. <laughs> There's a search function, by the way, on the website, hikerstribble.com, H-E-I-K-O-S-T-R-I-B-L.com, where you can just enter a keyword and you're going to be finding one of those blog posts there as well. And then, of course, believe in yourself, self-efficacy, <laughs> your belief and your ability to achieve your run goal. That takes self-confidence. And choosing to believe in yourself and surrounding yourself with with positivity and confident people who are going to support you in this wow that's going to be absolutely fantastic and and that's what i that's what i really wish for you during this time during this festive season you know just take a breath observe what thoughts are going through your mind right now what are you reacting to why are you struggling with this hill you know what sensation do you notice in your body it's downhill why am i not running so fast what's happening self-reflect stop practice to see what worked what didn't work hmm. That's what's going to help you build up that, that commitment that you need, that consistency. I want to finish off with what the Bible says about commitment, Proverbs 16. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Entrust all your work and activities to God so that he may cause them to bear fruit according to his will. Hey, my name is Heiko. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.